I used to roll back woods, rip the dawns, good wherever he goes. One million and one flows, depositing dough. Set you down with the mafia family, let me know. Yeah, number one, I don't do number two. They watching how I do, because I'm really hood. Red hoodie, gold jewelry, too groovy, might lose me. Don't approach with the foolery, keep the two on me, homie. You don't know me, rip the dawn, the one and only. Welcome to the Really Hood Podcast. It's your man, Rick the Dawn. Check it, holla at your boy. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Broken Heart Shirts, where I got these dope, really hoodies, really hood hoodies. You can go get you one right now. That's right. Go get yours right now. I got other colors as well. So I had to show you how this mug look. I'm sorry for the wrinkles. I'm from Detroit. We just wear the wrinkles out. So about, you know, maybe the third or fourth episode of me wearing this, all the wrinkles will be gone. I ain't got time to be doing no ironing, baby. I'm busy. Check it. Today's episode is about weed. Marijuana. And I would like to talk about my journey with marijuana and where I am now in life and maybe a couple theories that I have about marijuana. I started smoking weed at the age of about 16. I think 16 was the year where I did all the bad stuff that I wasn't supposed to do. So if you got sons that's like moderately good, we're not talking about them gangster nuck nucks that some of y'all got. All right, them, them, you know, for them, you got to watch them at age eight. They, they bad at age eight. But if you got a moderately decent kid, you know, not too bad, not too good, about 16 is where things start to rev up. All right, 16 is where, or when I lost my virginity, 16 is when I tried marijuana for the first time. 16 is where, you know, I got in a stolen vehicle. By the grace of God, I made it to this point because I did a lot of stuff at 16 that probably a lot of people didn't make it through. <laughs> All right. But check it. 16, I tried marijuana and uh, what was I? Oh, I remember where I was. at. I'm going to tell you my first weed story. I know my weed head watchers uh, <laughs> are going to enjoy this story. All right. But look, what happened was my boy came over and I think he was he, he, he stayed over. You know how back in the day, your friends would come over, your best friends from school would come over. And, uh, you know, it was him. And I had my other best friend, he lived next door. So that was the dopest situation. My my homeboy from school stayed with me. Shout out to Tess. And then, you know, my boy Brandon, he lived next door. So some, you know, and, and really honestly, anytime I did anything bad in my life, it's because of Tess. Tess is the reason I did anything bad. I was a good kid, uh, except when Tess came around. <laughs> so Tess was a, a very bad influence on me. So Tess came over. And I don't know where we got this weed from. I think Tez probably brought it, right? We go, so we, uh, so me, Tez, and Brandon, we kind of link up and like, hey, you want to smoke some weed? So um, we got the little blunts and whatnot. We went up to the, uh, we smoked weed at a park, if I'm not mistaken. It was like a playscape or whatever. We went to the playscape. We smoked. I, t I remember taking a couple puffs and thinking to myself, like, man, I don't, I don't really feel nothing. Like, I don't feel nothing at all. It's like, it was just like a waste of, I'm like, man, this is overhyped. But I'll never forget, about 15 minutes later, Man, the world turned orange and purple. And I'm like, bro, what is going on? And then, like, everything outside of, like, this space turned black. So, only thing I could see was, like, from this space right here. And it was all orange and purple. And then, from there, my life was like a movie. Like, from that point forward, everything that happened 
was like a movie. I, and I, I can still vividly remember some of the things I said, some of the things I did, even though I was 16 at the time, because it was so unforgettable. It was like, wow, this is amazing. And then I will never forget this. My parents, my mother and my stepfather, they end up leaving uh, with, with a friend. And the friend they left with left their kids with us, me and Tez. We were supposed to be the responsible um, like, you know, teenagers watching other little kids or whatever. You know, back in the day, man, parents would just leave you at the crib. You could be 16. I, I would think I was an hour by myself at age six. I'm going to be honest with you. I think my mom was like, look, close the door, lock the door. Don't answer the phone. Don't answer the door. I'm going to call you. Let the phone ring once. And if it rings twice, then I'm going to call back. And that's me. So somebody call, hang up, and then call again. That's me. <laughs> and as far as the door, don't touch it because I got keys. That was the rules. So anyway, going back to the story. Um, my mother and my stepfather father left with their little friends and they dropped their, their friends dropped their kids off with me and Tess. We were supposed to be like the authority figures watching the kids, but we was high. So I remember us just fighting the little kids, punching them like <laughs> beating the little kids up. Um, I remember all that. And that was my first time smoking marijuana. And because I was 16 and very impressionable, um, it was like, man, I got to get that feeling every day. I need that feeling to be myself. And that's what happened, man. I ended up smoking a lot more marijuana. Um, it became an addiction. It went from being this fun thing that I did to something that I needed to do. And I didn't really feel like myself unless I was high. It was like, I need this to get through the day. I'm not even sure how I got through high school. <laughs> I forgot some things that happened in high school because I was high all the time. But once I graduated from high school, then it kind of went to the next level, meaning that I start to sell weed at this point. And then I start using it even more, talking about two or three blunts a day. All that stuff started to happen. Now, let's talk about what happened to me and how my behavior changed as a result of marijuana. Now, obviously, I just pointed out that I clearly became dependent on it. But I'm, I want to point out something that never gets talked about. Smoking marijuana made me a lot more violent. A lot of people who know me from my weed smoking days, if they see me now, they're going to be like, yo, Rick has changed. He got soft or... He, they might say he, he had white now or something like they might say something like that. And it's really not that it's just, this is how I always was inside, you know, in my brain. This is kind of how I was when I was in middle school before I ever smoked. I was like a good kid. I've never been like, I was never like a gangster guy. Like this, that's a lie. Like I'm not a gangster at all. I'm just really, I can, I got, I, I mean, it depends on how you define gangster, right? I will ride for my people. I will go to bat for my family. I don't know if that's gangster though. That's just being honorable. Like I'll go and and tear some down for like five people in my in my life. In my marijuana years, I was the most gangster version of myself. I would have to admit, in those marijuana years, I was actually a, a, a like a gangster, like a, the the, the uh, stereotypical version. I always had a gun on me for some reason. I was ready to kill people, like legitimately kill people. Marijuana told me that I have another version of myself in me, right? That I have suppressed. It is not the version that I display to you today but it's certainly a version of myself that exists and i would argue that my marijuana years pulled that person out and i was just violent man I, I got in a lot of fights i just like i said i always had a gun on me i was ready to kill people and it wasn't to kill innocent people or hurt people or go out there and just rob people. it wasn't that kind of person it was like i'm ready to kill somebody for trying me like if this person tried me on this day while this thing is on me, they gonna get killed. It's a fact. That's That was some of my, my, my thoughts. That's what it, it was like, I'm ready to do what I gotta do. And honestly, that person, like I said, has been suppressed. Am I still ready to protect myself? 
100%. At the same time, I don't like, I don't wake up thinking about it. Like I remember during that time in my marijuana years, I would wake up like just ready for violence. Like I would wake up on my bed and be like, let's do it. I'm ready to, let's, let's, whoever wanted, let's, let's get it done. I'm not playing no game. I was like in that type of mind space. And I can't tell you if that was because of marijuana or because of youth. I was like 19, 20, 21. I don't know which one it was. Was it because I was young? and stupid and full of testosterone or was it actually because marijuana did something to my brain and kind of warped the way i was thinking i'm gonna go with marijuana i'm just gonna be there's a lot of 19 20 21s out there that don't think like that that don't wake up thinking about killing you know what I'm saying? that's it, it just i remember the day let's talk about the day i quit smoke, uh, smoking marijuana so i went to the corner store and it was this guy standing outside and i was selling weed at the time so i went up to him i was like hey bro i got that weed you want you want to smoke and he looked like he smoked weed. He looked like a guy from the hood. He like he he looked like one of my peers. So when I asked him if he wanted to buy some weed, he was like, nah, bro, I don't even smoke. Bro, when I say that that shook me and just destroyed my whole situation, because at that time, every single black boy, man, male, and probably most of the females in my circle, they smoked. Like if I could see a person, if I can look down my street and see a person, I know they smoke. Unless they was like 70 and up. Everybody 69 and down, that sound freaky, <laughs> was a smoker at that time in my space. You know, and if they didn't smoke, they drank. So when this guy, he had to be every bit of 20, 20 years old, 21 maybe. When he said he didn't smoke, and it wasn't like he was like wearing a backpack and he was a scholar with a pencil in his ear. Like, no, he was a, a, a street cat. And when he said he didn't smoke, that threw off my whole equilibrium. I'm like, whoa. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. He and he ain't say like, no, nah, bro, I got my own weed. Like, oh no, nah, bro, I already smoked. He said, I don't smoke. So when he said that, I was like, after I paused for maybe 30 seconds and came back to my realization, I was like, hey, bro, so how, how did you, how did, I had to ask this question. I'm like, so how did you quit? Like, bro, you can't just say you don't smoke and just walk away. How, how did you quit? And he was like, hey, man, I, I took some nizen pills. I was like, what is a nizen pill? Oh, yeah, I remember nizen pills. My boy Kente from Insta High School, shout out to Kente. Uh, I don't know what Kente was doing, but he always had to take knives and pills. So he'll come to class scratching and itching. I don't know if he had to drop for a PO. I don't know what he was doing. You know, he was crazy. But um, I remember knives and pills from Kente back in high school. So when he said he took knives and I was like, really? So then he explained it. He said the knives goes into your body into your, into, it basically clears out your blood and cleans your blood and cleans your body. And I was like, wait, that's probably why you itch. Because it's cleaning your blood and all that stuff. So when he told me that, you know, I was always, I was at that point when I was smoking weed where I, where I was starting to feel bad. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about that part. When I was smoking weed, I started to begin to feel bad. Like I was sinning against God. I felt like I was doing the wrong thing in life. I, I It felt good. But then when, when the weed started to die down, I felt like I was a sinner. Like I felt like I was doing something bad. I felt dirty, right? And I didn't really have anybody to talk to about that because everybody else seemed to be enjoying it. But not me. I was like, man, I'm starting to feel kind of bad for smoking all the time. I was like, I got to try this nizen. I went and bought some nizen pills. I took it. I started scratching and itching. And one thing that dude said, he said, when you take those nizen pills, uh, what it does is it destroys the craving from the inside so that you don't crave weed anymore because it's cleaned all the weed out your system. And when he said that, it's, it made sense. I was like, oh, that's how, so that's how you stop smoking because you don't have the urge anymore. Most people still smoke marijuana because they have an urge that just will not go away. So if you smoke a blunt and about a day or two from that point your body is going to want it again but when you take nicin nicin comes in clears out all the marijuana stuff from your system and then therefore all you have to do is have moderate willpower and you will not want to smoke again and that's what happened i can't believe it i, I am a testimony to how that works i took nicin that day 
I was in the car with my boys and we smoked weed. And I was like, hey fellas, let's go ahead and uh, smoke this blunt. It's gonna be my last blunt. They're like, Rick, you lying. Ha, <laughs> you lying. So I was like, nah, bro, this is gonna be my last, this is my last blunt right here. Me and my boys, I, and I even asked my boys to pray with me. I don't know what made me do that. I actually, the Bible says this, that if you pray with somebody in Jesus' name, that it will be done, it will be true. So my boys knew I was, even though I was in the streets, even though I was about that action, they also knew I was a Christian and I believed in God heavily. They already knew that and they, and they accepted that, the, the fact that I was that way. I had this thing going on like, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a gangster out here, but at the same time, God come first. That's a fact. And they knew that about me. So I, I went to my boys, shout out to Day Day. I don't know where he is. I ain't talked to him in a long time, but I was like, Day Day, and it was one other guy in the car. I forgot who it was. They, I was like, hey, this is my last blunt. And uh, I want you to pray with me, bro. And help, you know, pray that this be my last blunt. My boys... We smoked, my boys prayed with me. I went in the house, I popped like one or two nizen pills and then started itching with the sleep, woke up. I was like, all right, this is my day one. And I think I probably popped another one or two that day, the second day, just like, and then the next day I popped one or two. So by that point, my system was crystal clear. I don't know if it was the prayer or the pills or a combination of both, but from that day forward, smoking weed was never an issue again. Nizen just might be the hidden ingredient for anybody out there who wants to stop smoking marijuana. Go get you some nizen from either Amazon or GNC or any medical store. Get nizen pills. You don't have to show any kind of identification or anything like that. If you want to be on the safe side, consult with your doctor first. Nizen generally is just good for you, not just for marijuana purposes. But between 500 and 1,000 milligrams, if I'm not mistaken due to my research, it is safe. No problems, right? If you are a you know healthy human being, I think five to one thousand milligrams is good. Um, if you have any worries, I would go five hundred milligrams, and you should be you should be solid. Quitting marijuana did something to my my brain. It cleared it up for the first time. I was thinking clear again. And I remember what happened when I stopped smoking marijuana as a result of praying and taking the nizen pills. I had a paradigm shift. A paradigm shift is when one way of thinking shifts to another way of thinking. I had went from this gangster ready to kill everybody, survival of the fittest, to like, oh shit, bro, I'm still living in my dad's basement? What the fuck? It was almost like the minute I started smoking, my brain went into a jail, a weed jail. And I stayed in this weed jail and I had these weed thoughts and I acted a certain way and did this and all that. And then when I stopped smoking weed, uh, you know, I got out of weed jail and I had been dropped in this world and I looked around like, how did I get here? It felt like that. I mean, within weeks of stop smoking weed, I moved out my dad's basement. I went back to live with my mother. Then I, I got back into school about three or four months later because I had to wait for the fall semester, if I'm not mistaken. And from there, I haven't looked back because marijuana changed the way that I, I, I thought. It changed my mindset. It changed my behavior. And to be frank, it made me more violent. I think the reason we have so much black on black death in the hood, it's not because the government is putting guns, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I think it's because of marijuana. That might be the most dangerous thing that is not being discussed. If you if you put, you know, marijuana, it does something to you. It makes you paranoid and all these different things. You put all these people in one little jungle and you make them all high and they're not looking at things in a realistic manner. They're all in this really fuzzy visioned state. They're all thinking in a way that is not nat nat natural, I should say, because when you're smoking, it's like, what, what is, isn't marijuana a hallucinogen, right? It's a hallucinogen. Is, am I saying it right or am I saying it wrong? I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but then again, I might be saying it right. It's a hallucinogen. So you got all these people off this hallucination drug around each other, and they're not hearing things and seeing things clearly, and they're also more aggressive. Man, there you go. That's your recipe for disaster. I would like to know if 
there has been any research on whether or not marijuana changes the chemical properties of the brain to to make them makes people make people more violent now i know this sounds like one of those 1960 experiments where they said marijuana makes you want to do this and makes no it's not that it's just i'm a real i was a real user and i can attest to the fact that marijuana made me more violent it did and when i stopped smoking marijuana it changed i was like yo what, what am i doing it changed everything and if i continued to smoke marijuana i would not be here in front of you today i would be in jail dead or still trying to sell my cds person to person or something crazy like that bro or i'll probably be a rapper world famous i can't i can't tell you but i will tell you this i am happy where i am today i would rather be this person than that person any day of the week any day of the year you know, any minute of the of my existence, I would rather be this person than whatever was going to come of that. Because I had beef everywhere. I was, you know, in a lot of drama. Um, I was disrespectful. I was dissing people, diss songs, beef. It's just like, bro, what in the world? So if anybody who knows or knew me from that era, when I'm 19, 20, 21, and they see me today, they might be asking themselves, like, bro, he, he not the same person. He different. It's because I don't smoke no more. That's probably what it is. I, I quit marijuana. That's what happened. And, you know, it's not that I'm, I, I got soft or I got nicer or I'm, I'm trying to be white or I'm trying to be corporate or it ain't none of that. It's just I stopped smoking. So I'm, I'm back to myself. And I guarantee you, and maybe it wouldn't be the same effect, but if I went back to smoking, you know, the way I was then, I, I would argue I'd probably go back to some of my old ways. But being clear-minded is just being clear-minded. I'm clear-minded. You got to admit something. When you smoke marijuana, you are intentionally dumbing yourself down. It's just a fact. It's a fact. Matter of fact, anytime you take any drug or alcoholic substance, you are dumbing yourself down. And in a lot of ways, that can be a good thing because you might be stressed out and you need a way to kind of just kind of, you know, wind down from a hard week or a hard day. But at the end of the day, when you're taking a substance, you're intentionally dumbing yourself down. Like, uh, you're doing that to yourself. When I stopped doing that, my higher level thinking processors start to just run and i was like let's get it i started going to school I, I took over college i was killing ypsilanti i was killing ypsilanti i was in them art classes with all those uh europeans tearing them up they're like what is this black boy who is this little black boy in this art class tearing them up and i wasn't going for no bs no racism none of that i wasn't going for none of it i was there for all of it all the smoke and they're like who is this guy you know what I'm saying? Where you come from? I came from the hood, you know, and I was, I was a, I'm still, to this very day, I'm a bad man. I'm a bad man. I haven't lost all my violence. I haven't lost all of my tenacity when it comes to protecting myself and things of that nature. I still have a lot of that in me. But the thing is, I'm not looking for problems. I'm not looking for trouble. I'm not offensive with it. I'm not going out trying to start drama. I'm not looking people in the eyes trying to, trying to show them I'm real bad. I ain't doing none of that. I'm minding my business, staying in my space, and I'm praying that everybody does the same thing when, as it relates to me. Now, check out this rap, and then I'll come back. And I'll wrap this whole topic up and we'll get up out of here. Girl, Miss Capri, baby, show a little love to brokenheartshirts.com and my boy Rick the Don. His shop just went live. Check out his shirts. Love you. Oh! Flex it. Flex I'm that dude. 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 Flex Flex Keep a tool. Tool. After the party, it's the after party. Sipping 
on Bacardi, ladies getting naughty Go and do your dance, leave them in a trance You are so blessed, I am no guest, couldn't care less I'm the boss, cause I paid the cost Never took a loss, golden cross, cause I like the floss Don't care what it costs We gon' flex, take a rain check, cause Ricky is next On your neck, don't forget to stretch, go get you some rest This a move, move, move Alright man, I hope y'all enjoyed that tune what am I trying to say in this video, in this episode? Listen, I'm saying that I used to smoke marijuana on a daily basis. I had a lot of fun with it. It really got me through some tough times. But at the same time, I realized that marijuana was ultimately destructive in my life. Everything changed on one day. Me meeting some random guy outside of a liquor store and him telling me that he doesn't smoke and the, the reason why he didn't smoke was nizen pills. When I took nizen pills, it changed my entire perspective and I never have looked back since that day. I looked back a couple times. I smoked a couple blunts here and there, I ain't gonna lie. But I, I took my nizen right after that and it has never been an addiction since I stopped that first time, right? Here's what I would argue. Though marijuana is cool, it's a fun recreational drug. At the same time, nobody should be smoking every single day. And of course, I'm not your parent and your dad. And this is America, so do what you want to do. But if you're asking for my professional opinion, you are missing a version of your perspective that is what you need to accelerate what you're trying to do, right? You might be successful, but I guarantee you, you stop smoking weed, you'll become more successful because you'll be using more of your brain, more of your perspective, more of your vision. When I smoked, I was tunnel vision. It just was like, I can only see this. But when you stop smoking, it removes the filter and you can see everything as it is. It's clear. Same thing with alcohol. Nobody should be drinking alcohol every single day of their existence. Nobody. So is it cool to, you know, on the weekends, kind of get, get yourself together, right? Yeah, that's cool. But you should never make it a habit so much of a so much of a habit that it takes over your entire life and your mindset and all of a sudden you wake up to smoke and you wake up to drink that should never be the case and if it is you need to do something about that rehab or something now i don't know about alcohol but i can't say for sure when it comes to marijuana knives and pills is the solution go take you about a thousand milligrams every day 500 to be safe but i did a thousand are you gonna itch you're gonna, you're gonna be kind of uncomfortable. Your body and your, your blood gonna get warm, but it's gonna clear you out. And all you have to do from that point is pray to God, whoever you believe in, and just say, you know, give me the strength to sustain myself and not go back to that way of thinking. Do I do I still miss marijuana sometimes? A little bit, I do. I think once I retire from like music and all my, my businesses are running, they're all multi-million dollar, trillion dollar, billion dollar businesses, I'll go back to kind of smoking some weed here and there occasionally and just kind of take it easy because I've earned that. But in my 30s, in my youth, nobody should be, be smoking marijuana every day in their youth. This is where you're supposed to make your, you build your legacy, make your money. This is where you actually build your, your house, build your building, build your foundation. In your 20s and your 30s, that's that's when you're supposed to be building. When you smoking, you chilling, like, just looking at the wall, like, uh... You when you when you smoking you be sitting there thinking about the color of raindrops. Tell me I'm lying. Am I lying? When you smoking you be sitting there trying to analyze the way this uh, coffee smell. So that's some, that smell like a, a wet dog and that's what you be doing when you high. I know because I was there. When you smoking you be like, why they call it now or later? Oh, because you can eat one now, but then you can eat one later. Am I lying or what? Am I lying? That's what y'all be doing when y'all high. And I know because I used to be right there with you. Like, is toast black, brown, or beige? I was right there with you. But listen. Now I'm on the other side of that. And I'm like, bro, I don't have time to be sitting there thinking about that kind of stuff. There's so much going on. This world is so beautiful. And when you stop smoking, you will actually get back to the, your original self. Smoking weed has changed who you are as a person. I promise you that. It's changed you. And, and not for the better. I promise you that. So when you get to getting back to cleanness, it's going to bring you back to you who you were, who you was when you was a kid. When I stopped smoking weed and I took that nizen, it took me back to age like 16. And I had to like relearn some things like, bro, what? 
I had to relearn. I had to get back in school. I got kicked out of school. Um, and matter of fact, I got kicked out of school because the the people somebody snitched on my apartment. First off, whoever that was, it was some little nerdy kid, RA. He was an RA. He snitched on me, and the police came to my my apartment, found a weed seed, just one seed, and kicked me out. So we destroyed my life, man. That's why I went back to the hood and was living with my dad in the basement because I got kicked out of college. And if I didn't smoke, I would have graduated from college years ago. So when I stopped smoking, it kind of took me back to like age sixteen. Like, oh my gosh, bro, I'm not in school. I woke up. I woke up. Some of y'all are asleep. Y'all sleep with your eyes open, okay? You sleep with your eyes open, man. I wouldn't be out. The reason I did this episode because I want to. I know I can reach you. Being sober is the is the best thing I've ever done for myself. And I know that it seems like you know when you sober, man, life is boring. Not if you working. Not if you busy. When I stopped smoking, I didn't stay in the hood. I I got out the hood. I I'll never go back to the hood. I don't care about the hood car. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not that person. I'm not going back to the hood. I don't care about the hood. I'm done with the hood. I don't owe the hood nothing. And neither do you. It's about time that we start living good. So my appeal is kick the weed to the curb, get back to being your real self, and take over the game. Take over the globe. That's what it is, man. It's your man, Rick the Dome. Thank you for listening.